Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to The Spilled Tea, your place for the latest on pop culture, entertainment news, and LGBT issues. Now, here are your hosts. Hello, it's Emmy um, Morgan with another edition of The Spilled Tea. I am super late. This was supposed to start at 7, um, and I totally spaced out. I don't know what's gotten into me lately. Um, <clears throat> just waiting for uh, one of my guest hosts to join us. Uh, something's going on with my my Internet. I'm not sure what, but I'm trying to... Um, Get my guest host in here. Um, let's see. He hasn't arrived yet. Um, so what's been going on with me? Um, just working a ton and trying to enjoy life a little bit. Uh, stop and smell the roses, as they say. Uh, but sometimes it's hard to do that because I'm so trained to work, 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 and I remember what it was like to not have a job, not have some of the things that I have right now. So, excuse me, it's hard for me to to find the time to to enjoy myself. I'm trying, but um, again, it's it's sometimes tough, but um, I'll get there sooner or later, right? yeah, I um, lots been going on since our last podcast, and I can't wait to talk about. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm in shock at some of the things that have been going on politically. Um, some things in Hollywood. It's just really shocking the stuff that's going on. Um, but hopefully, everything figures itself out, and we get some sort of resolution because it's just craziness. Um, yeah, what is going on on the internet? I apologize, guys. I'm just waiting for my studio to load. Um, so uh, I have been seeing a couple of movies, actually a lot of movies, which um, my favorite movie that I've seen so far, that's tough. I've seen a lot of good ones. I've seen a lot of crappy ones. Like um, the Liam Neeson movie, Cold Pursuit, was terrible. I did not like it at all. But the Melissa McCarthy movie, um, Can You Forgive Me, was very good. So it's been like a crapshoot. I'm trying to think what else. Hmm. Green Book was really good. Green Book was actually very good. Um, Hmm. Um, I just saw Happy Happy Death Day to You. I did not like that movie. It was too science fiction-y. And it just was not my type of movie at all. 
wasn't a fan. Um, <clears throat> I'm trying to think what else. I'm still waiting to see the movie The Wife. Going close. I want to know what the buzz is and all the hype is surrounding her performance because I don't know. Melissa McCarthy kind of killed it. I think that that award is going to be tough. I personally didn't think Lady Gaga, um, I didn't think her performance was. Oscar worthy of of Oscar winning. It was Oscar. It was an Oscar nomination type of performance, but I don't think it was Oscar worthy. Um, I loved Olivia Coleman, but I still feel like her role was supporting. I didn't feel like her role was a lead. I did not at all feel like her role was the role that the main character I thought Emma Stone's character was the main character so I'll, I'll still stick with that um, I'm trying to think hmm yeah I really think Melissa McCarthy did an amazing job she really did she was so freaking unbelievable and um, I mean Rami Malek he was by far the best thing to have to um, the best actor category he was amazing he was just so amazing I, I can't see anybody else winning that award Bradley Cooper was good, but if there was no Rami Malek, he would win, in my my eyes, because he was that amazing. Um, Best supporting will go to Regina King, but I don't think that she, I don't know, I just didn't feel, I feel more like it's going to be a political win. But I didn't feel that she should have been nominated in that role because I personally felt that her role role wasn't as important as the other mother's role. I can't think of the name. She was in it for like a hot minute, but wow, she packed a punch. Her role was really good. Um... Best Supporting Actor. I mean, I have a feeling Sam Elliott might win it, but hmm, I don't know about that one. I don't, I don't know how I feel about that category. I personally still feel that Nicole Kidman got snubbed. She should be, she should be where Glenn Close should have been, or um, the girl from Roma. No disrespect to her, but Nicole was phenomenal in that movie, absolutely phenomenal. And Army Hammer was 
so good. So good in Sorry Not to Bother You or Sorry to Bother You. He was good in that role. I'm a little surprised he wasn't nominated or um, Lakeith wasn't nominated or Tessa Thompson wasn't nominated. That movie was crazy insane. Um, I'm also surprised that John David Washington wasn't nominated, but his co-star in Black Klansman was. It just didn't make sense to me. Um, Yeah, it was weird. I'm not sure how the nominations, like, got underway and how people got voted, but it was weird Um, and uneven in my my eyes anyway. Um, Yeah, so some of the topics that I was going to talk about today, um, I wanted to really, really talk about, um, first off, let me just talk about the biggest story right now, which is Jesse Smollett. So when it first came out, Jesse, th- this is the original story. Jesse had been sent a message, a, a letter to his work at Fox Studios. And the letter was threatening, and he called him a fag. And he had gotten this letter about a couple weeks prior. Fox Studios said, we need security on you. We need to beef it up. You're a major star. He said, no, I'm a private person. I don't want security. Then what happened the last, Tuesday of January, this is, again, what was told through the media. He was walking. He had just gotten in from New York, went to Chicago, got hungry, was walking out of his apartment to Subway, was attacked. They poured bleach on him, him in the back. They put a noose around his neck. He was dragged, and then they were wearing, it was two men who were wearing MAGA hats and black things covering their feet. And as they're beating him, well, first they approached him and said, you're that faggot from Empire, aren't you, nigger? Then they did all that stuff to him. Something scared them off. They ran off. He called the police. The police showed up. He had the noose around his neck. He went to the. He drove himself to the hospital, and that was that. That was the report at the time. Then it became. Oh, and while they're beating him up, they said, "This is a MAGA country." Then Jesse came out himself and said, no, they never had Nagat. Everything else was true. 
Um, and that was that. But he said they never had MAGA hats on. And, oh, and then he said, I fought them off. That's what scared them off. I was fighting back, scared them off. And then the Chicago police said, well, he's not giving us his phone records. So that seems suspicious. That's what the news reported. Let me rephrase. Let me start over with that sentence. It was reported that the Chicago police asked for his phone records. He said that he wouldn't give them over, and so they thought that was suspicious. The Chicago police said it's normal for somebody in his position or somebody at all to not want to give their phone records or their phone to us because of the privacy involved on their phone. Then in his interview, he said, I didn't want to give my phone over because I didn't want to give up my partner's name. I didn't want to give this, that, and the other thing. And so he explained himself. Now, suddenly, the reports are shifting. It's reported that the attack happened out of view of the cameras. It's reported that the two people that attacked him were two black Nigerian brothers who were extras on Empire. It's reported that they told police he paid them to do this. And it's also been reported that the police are now investigating him for setting this up. And that if it comes out that he did set this up himself, he will be charged. Very twisty. Let me just tell you all something. I will always 100% believe a victim when they come forward. Whether it comes out later that they made a false statement, I'm not going to feel gullible about that. I'm not going to feel bad. Believe a victim until they they are proven guilty. Having said that, there are people that said his story seemed fishy from the beginning. I didn't believe him one bit. Funny. Because when Mandy Moore just came out saying that she was verbally and mentally abused by her ex-husband. Not one person questioned it. Funny that every single Harvey Weinstein abuser came out, accuser, sorry, accuser came out, everybody believed it. So it's just a little odd that you wouldn't believe him when he came out with his story. Like, what's the difference between him and these other people that you are believing? Number one. Number two, you don't get an award for being a detective. Um, You're not going to get 
a badge of honor. You're not going to get a sign on the Chicago PD. If you're right, and he did make this up, it doesn't matter. The important thing is that nobody wins in this situation. Not one person. If it comes out that he lied, nobody wins. If this is still the truth, nobody wins. This is a no-win situation. So if you could just reserve your opinion until all the facts come in, because that's the one thing when I'm watching shows like Law & Order SVU, that's the one thing that irks me. When the detectives believe the trail of evidence, but don't wait to form an opinion till the end. They rush to judgment. And media circuits like CNN, like TMZ, are laughing at us because we're so stupid that we believe anything they say. This whole time, up until the up until today, the Chicago police have still said, we are shifting our case. That's all they said. And then the media has said, oh, well, guess what? That means he's guilty. This is also the same media that put Donald Trump where he is. Let's just keep it real. Um, So, yeah, I would just, caution people to wait until all the facts are in before you make a judgment. Because, gosh, when you post on this website and that website and when you post on Facebook that you know exactly what happened instead of just simply supporting or or reserving judgment if that's what you want to do. Because You're only hearing one side of this anyway. You're only hearing Jesse's side. You can't side with his accusers because you don't know who they are. So just reserve judgment or I don't know what the solution is, but for me, I'm going to stick to believing Jesse until I see evidence otherwise. But that's just my opinion. Um... So I did want to talk about for the past 2019 has been so far, judging by the month, has been a lot about racism. There have been so far four instances of racism. Gucci put out this, um, boy, oh boy, um, wonderful, beautiful, amazing sweater, black sweater, if you will, black turtleneck sweater that goes over your mouth. They cut out the lips part and they painted it red. And they had a white model wearing it. 
I hate to tell everybody, but that is blackface. It's making light of it. And I'm not being hypersensitive. There are people that are saying Mary Poppins coming down the chimney with soot on her face is blackface. That wasn't blackface. That was a woman coming down the chimney with soot on her face. Not blackface. Having a sweater resemble big red lips around, like there, there was no reason for this. If you're going to make it, what is with the red lips? Why do you need to do that? There's, I don't, I don't care if you're European. I don't care if you're from America. Everybody knows what blackface is and everybody knows the history. The history of blackface is to make fun and make light of black people. Stop it. Katy Perry put out these black shoes with big red lips and blue eyes. They were mules. Stop. Why couldn't, if you, you know what? If they had been white, let white people deal with that if that's the case. I don't think it would come off as offensive if it was white or if it was red, but it was black with the black lips after we just experienced that sweater. Now, the part that, oh, I'm sorry, there was another instance of racism. Um, Prada, for some reason, decided that they were going to do a keychain on the end of their handbags. Guess what? Brown and black skinned, monkey-like figurines with big red lips and white eyes and black hair. Oh, stop it. Cut it out. How is this happening in 2019? And how, not only how is this happening in 2019, but how is it getting past the sensitivity and diversity? Like, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't get it. Now, there are examples of hypersensitivity, like, um, which this doesn't make any sense to me, Adidas, which if you don't know, if you're living in Iraq, is a shoe company. They put out a all-white shoe. Somehow, somebody got offended that Adidas would put out an all-white shoe during Black History Month. Last I checked, (laughs) it's okay for shoes to be white during the whole year Um, because people will complain that they put out an all-black shoe during Black History Month. So, Okay, that's hypersensitive. Cut it out. You're being ridiculous. But the most telling example of racism happened with Liam Neeson. 
So Liam Neeson was promoting his movie Cold Pursuit. And he was asked if he ever sought revenge. And he said, yes. My friend, she had told me four years ago, she told me that she was raped by someone. And I said, what color is he? And the woman said, he's a black guy. So Liam took a billy club and was roaming the streets, the seedy part of Ireland, I think, looking for a black guy to approach him, who he called the black bastard, to approach him so that he could beat the crap out of him and kill him. He wasn't sure who he was looking for. He just wanted some black guy to approach him and just piss him off. Two things. One, after he told that story, he said, I couldn't believe I did this for a week and I realized what I was doing and I was so apologetic. I felt disgusting. I felt horrible. And I'll never do anything like that again. But I had to get this off my chest. So he did something racist. He admitted it. And he's moved on. To Michelle Rodriguez's point, he was in the movie Widows, making out with the very talented black actress Viola Davis. He played her her husband. Would he, if he was racist, make out with a race he hated? Michelle, um, excuse me, Michelle Rodriguez is absolutely right. He probably wouldn't. But maybe you shouldn't say it so eloquently, which is fine. Um, the point is, you guys, you know, the general public has had so many people say and do things. Sarah Silverman wore blackface for a comedy sketch, but it was blackface, which is how it was used back in the day for a comedy sketch. Um, Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, all wore blackface. Not the way Sarah Silverman wore it, but they they used like darkened makeup to portray African-American people for a comedy sketch. Robert Downey Jr. did the same in Tropic Thunder. Um, There have been loads of people that have done and said the N-word. People have said the N-word. Every single time they did, you guys forgave them. They immediately said it, apologized, and you guys forgave them immediately. Liam Neeson admits what he did was wrong four years ago, said that he's a changed person, and people are having a hard time forgiving him. I think that's strange. 
I think it's very strange. Personally, I forgive him. Because he didn't have to tell that story. And he didn't have to tell the outcome. And he didn't have to apologize. But he did. And then he apologized again on Good Morning America. I forgive him. I find it odd that, like I said, people just can't. I find that odd. Um, Speaking of race, one thing I despise is when people do things and then act like it's something that they've always wanted to do. Kind of like, so for example, Kendall Jenner, okay? I've watched season one, episode one, straight till present of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. There was an episode, I want to say it's like season five or season four, where Kim was the momager for the, for the whole episode. She was managing everybody's career, and Chris was sitting back, like, oh, you think it's so easy? Go ahead. Kim brought Kendall to New York because Kim had business. Kendall was about 14 or 15. Kim started trying to push Kendall to be a model. And Kendall wasn't having it. She was acting crazy. She was running up and down. She wasn't doing her walk properly. Kim was mortified. And when she called Bruce at the time, Bruce said, leave Kendall alone. She's a young girl. She doesn't need to model. Stop it. Leave her alone. Don't push her, Kim. Don't push what you wanted your career to be on her. Just because she's 5'10", leggy and gorgeous, don't push that on her. It's not what she wants. Made a statement, made a huge deal to say this. So when Kendall Jenner comes out in interviews and says, oh, I love modeling. It's something that I've always wanted to do. I'm like, what? Say what now? That's what you said back then. So my point is, watching the Grammy clip, because I did not watch the show, watching the Grammy clip of J-Lo performing Motown and saying, this is what I grew up on. This is what I've always wanted to sing. Girl, stop. No, it's not. You were not listening to Motown. Cut it out. You've never mentioned that you were inspired by Motown. Ever in your career. Stop it. That's what pisses me off. I hate hypocrites. I hate fake people like that. I'm not saying I hate J-Lo. I just hate the sentiment. I hate when people do that. Oh, it irks my soul. Cut it out, guys. Cut it out. Um, (sighs) 
Speaking of fake, Chris Brown. Brown got in trouble in 2009 for beating the Ishtar out of Rihanna. He beat her bad. Bruised her face up, got arrested, had to go through anger management. Immediately after, everyone forgave him. Oh, he's just a young man. Oh, he watched his stepdad beat his mom. Oh, you got to feel bad for him. I, I never felt bad for him. He's still making music. He goes on Good Morning America. Matt Lauer interviews him, or or was it Robin Robbins? Robin Roberts, one of them. He gets angry that Rihanna's brought up. So what to do? He goes into his dressing room, takes a chair, smashes it against the window. Spider breaks the glass. It was on the news. This was weeks after what happened with Rihanna. Goes to anger management, says, I'm a changed man. Years later, he starts dating this girl, Karuchi. Karuchi Tran, beautiful actor. They break up. She tries to get a restraining order against him because she's scared for her life. Thought he was a changed man. This is years later. Now... Chris Brown gets into an argument on social media with Offset, Cardi B's baby daddy. Heated argument. What do you think he does? 2019, 10 years later, 10 years later, he says, you know what, bro? You want to fight me? Come to my house. You can Google map it. Why do people not listen to me? I told y'all from jump, this man ain't never going to change. He's always going to be angry, black man. He's a stereotype. It sucks to say that, but he is a stereotype. He is so, he's beyond talented. He makes amazing music. But he lets his anger speak for him. His anger walks 10 feet in front of him when he comes in the room, when he's on social media. I don't follow him on any platform. I even feel guilty listening to his music. That's Chris Brown. To this day, I don't know if he and Offset have um, fought. I don't really care. But, yeah. Now, this is a portion of the show that I don't enjoy talking about. But to the one of a, to a good example of a black man, Christoph St. John, if you don't know him, you've seen his face. You've seen his face because he's been a child actor. He's also been on The Young and the Restless for like 27 years or something like that. 
He was so good at his job. He was he originally was on this soap called Generations. Generations on NBC back in I think eighty nine ninety. It was the first soap to feature mostly black people. When that show ended, he moved very quickly to the Young Men Wrestlers, where he played Neil Winters. He was so good on that show. The creator and the head writer of that soap built a family around him. It was Neil and then his brother, Malcolm, which was Shamar Moore. Neil ended up having insane chemistry with Drusilla Winters, who was Victoria Rowell. Um, Victoria was playing the little sister of Tanya Williams, who was like the straight lace sister, and and um, Victoria's character Drusilla was the wild one. So when they brought in Neil, Neil helped Drusilla learn how to read. He um, kind of guided her to be like a well-rounded character. Married her, settled her down. Um, and yeah, he he was the right hand to Newman for years. Now I started watching in nineteen ninety two. He had already been there, I think, for a year or so before I started watching. And let me tell you, his acting, it was almost like he was speaking, not acting. So effortless, so flawless. He won two Emmys during his tenure. He also was personalized. He's married twice. He had three kids, and one of his children, Julian, was schizophrenic. Tough for him. Julian was in and out of hospitals. Christoph did the best he could. He really did. You could tell his posts, uh, the way he would talk about his son in interviews, like they were best friends. His son ended up committing suicide. I'm going to say, um, oh boy, uh, 2014, 2014, he committed suicide. Stoff was broken. He never recovered. Never ever, ever recovered. They say that you can't, they say that a parent can never recover from the death of a child. His character became an alcoholic on the show, won him an Emmy. Christoph himself was in and off, he was on and off the show for a little bit. I didn't understand why. But I figured it was, you know, emotion. No. Um, it turns out he had a drinking problem. And unfortunately, 
on February 3rd. Christophe St. John drank himself to death. And let me tell you, this man was in my living room since 2000, I'm sorry, since 1992. I remember June 1992 when I started watching soap. I was shocked hearing about his passing. The most lively person you imagine is dead. That's shocking. His castmates are beyond shocked. This made worldwide news. This is how popular this man is. People in Hollywood, Viola Davis, Octavia Spencer, everybody is reporting that this man was an angel on earth and they are surprised by this. I feel so, so, so bad for his daughters and his ex-wife. Yeah, they say it wasn't a direct suicide, but again, he drank himself to death. So, um, one of two last topics I want to talk about is Monique. Now, let me just say this. Monique was not wrong. When she did the movie Precious, she figured, I'll just do this little movie, give it my all, and that's it. She did not expect, which was directed by Dean Daniels, she did not expect to win, an, to be nominated for an Oscar. At the time, she was told by Lee Daniels, Tyler Perry, who produced it, and Oprah Winfrey, who produced it, you need to campaign for Oscar. In order to campaign for Oscar, you need to travel, you need to do, do interviews, blah, blah, blah. And she said, no, I'm not doing it. I need to stay with my family. All right, family first, I get it. She feels that she was blackballed for saying no. Instead of going to them and talking about it all those years ago, she went on stage, she said, you know, they can suck my dick. She just went off. So, of course, now people are like, she's not, she ended up winning. But no, she now has the label of being difficult and all this stuff. She feels that they blackballed her. Steve Harvey sat down with her last week and said, you are my sister. I wish I called you when it happened. I didn't, that's my fault, but you're going about it the wrong way. She's like, no, I'm not. Yeah, you are. What I want to do is I want to sit down, everybody in the room, you apologize for what you've done. They can apologize for what they've done, and we can move on. Because you are too valuable for Hollywood to not be cast. He really propped her up. And all she did was slap his hand because after the interview, she went online. She, she basically made fun of him. And it's like, why is she doing this? Why can't you just listen to advice? She's sitting here saying, 
that they affected her family. And when Steve says, okay, this is how you do it. You have to fake it till you make it. She says, no, I, I'm not doing that. I have integrity. But you just said that your family is affected. You have to sacrifice your pride for your family? I'm confused. I'm so confused. So, yeah, I don't know. If, if it was me, what I would have done is I would have sat down with them, just like Steve said at the time, had everybody in the room, let's hash this out. We're grown people. We need to have this taken care of. Once we get it taken care of and I get to a point of power, then I can say whatever the hell I want. But until then, I got to play the game. So, yeah. The last topic I'd like to talk about before I close is this notion of relationships. Relationships. My dream relationship is one that I'm comfortable in. Now, let's not confuse that with a boring relationship. A boring relationship and a comfortable relationship are two totally different things. A boring relationship is you do the same thing day in and day out. There's no progression. There's no um, spice. The sex is routine. Everything is just boring. You're bored. You're bored. But you stay in it anyway because you don't want to be alone. A comfortable relationship. During the week, it's going to be boring. It is. You work. You come home together. You watch TV together. But you're comfortable enough to... Sit together on the couch with your legs on each other. I'm comfortable enough to talk about work together. And you're half naked, maybe, PJs, I don't know. On the weekends, you do stuff. Then you have times when you're taking a vacation together or... You're going to a friend's house together, or you're going to a wedding, or a baby shower, or a baby's birthday party. You do stuff as a couple. Boring, you stay home, you do nothing together. That's it. That's all you do. You go grocery shopping because you need to. Actually, a boring relationship. You would send one person out so you could stay home. A comfortable relationship, you both go together. There's such a huge difference, and I hope to God people know it. And I hope to God people figure out if they don't know it. But I want a comfortable relationship. This Valentine's Day was the first Valentine's Day in history that I felt so comfortable being alone. And I can't believe I'm even saying that because it's been a long time for me to say that. Do I like a relationship? Absolutely. But I felt comfortable being alone. And I hope that my next relationship, I feel comfortable with him. So I just want to end it by saying, um, 
Thank you for letting me ramble for an hour by myself. Uh, my co-host didn't show up. But I'm going to try to do more podcasts on the regular. I used to do it faithfully every Sunday. And then I started adding co-hosts. And, you know, some people couldn't show up. Some people could. I think that I just need to do it. Whether I'm bantering with somebody else back and forth or whether I'm not, I just need to do it. So that's one of my um, goals for 2018. 19. So I just want to thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. Still working on some guests. Still figuring out schedules. <laughs> um, I, I'm to their mercy. When it's a guest, I'm I'm a slave to their schedule. That's a non-negotiable. But we will get there. I still have so many good guests to bring on the show. Once again, I thank you guys for listening. Please um, follow. Follow the show at The Spilled Tea on um, Twitter and Facebook. You can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Real Emmy Morgan. And also, please, please, please go buy my book, The Ice Princess. I will be re- publishing the second book very soon, The Family Portrait. And I'm going to try and work on finishing the third book, The Egg Girl. But if you could please go find my book. It's on Amazon. It's on Kindle. It's on barnesandnoble.com. It's on the Nook, Google Play, iTunes. Go ahead and buy it, The Ice Princess by Emily Morgan. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you have a great day, and I will talk to you soon. Bye. Welcome to The Spilled Tea, your place for the latest on pop culture, entertainment news. Still thirsty for more tea? Then check out our upcoming and archived shows right here on our Blog Talk radio page. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at The Spilled Tea and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash The Spilled Tea. Thanks for listening to tonight's episode of The Spilled Tea.